Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. friends, this is Beth Capici, and today I am going to be talking about life-changing habits. And I'm going to throw a bunch of questions at you and a bunch of information at you, hopefully in less than 15 minutes. This is a topic I am very passionate about, and I speak with clients about this all the time to make sure that one of the reasons they're unhappy or depressed or anxious is not unhealthy habits. So um, doing damaging things to yourself or not doing the habits that actually really keep us feeling good in our bodies and brains and everything. So I really believe that some of our nervous breakdowns or many meltdowns could be prevented if we just had better habits. And even though I think that schools do teach some of this information. I think it's rare to have it all at once or to have it be memorable. So I am going to try to make this memorable and I may be a little bit repetitive because I think repetition helps with learning. So here we go. Here are eight questions to ask yourself. And when I mention these questions, I'm going to share some examples, either illustrations or client examples to kind of drive the points home. So here we go. First question is about sleep. Am I sleeping enough? Am I following the sleep recommendations? So Google the sleep recommendations for your age group or your kid's age group and see what it says. The other day, I had a 10-year-old in my office who was having significant anxiety, and she was here in the office with her father, and she had written on her paperwork that she sleeps seven hours a night. And I asked her and her father how much sleep they believe that a 10-year-old needs, and they thought it was eight hours. And I Googled it right there with them in the room and it said nine to 12 hours. So that is one of the first things that I encourage them to work on is try sleeping more and see how you feel. Um, Another example, I had a teenager a while back that was saying that she couldn't fall asleep until two or 3 a.m. And then she was getting up for school at 6.30 or seven. And I was really concerned about the lack of sleep But as we started discussing everything going on, I found out that she was napping after school every day for two to three hours. So then it made a lot more sense why she couldn't fall asleep at 10 or 11. Um, I think she was 14 or 15 at the time when we were discussing this. And so we started talking about sleep habits and it's kind of a weird term, but in the literature, they call it sleep hygiene. So if you look that up, 
it can really be enlightening as far as what you need to do with how dark your room needs to be and avoiding caffeine and avoiding electronics and keeping your room dark and keeping a consistent sleep schedule. So please look at that. It can really impact your mental health if you're not sleeping well. So um, number two, this one relates to nutrition and I, I've created a separate question for this. Am I drinking enough water? My 12 year old keeps telling me that she heard in school that you should drink as many ounces of water as you weigh. So if you weigh 120 pounds, which she does, then you need to be drinking 120 ounces a day. So when I grew up, I remember hearing 64 ounces a day. So that might vary a little bit. Um, years ago, I worked with a client in her mid-20s, and as we were discussing some of these basic habits, it became clear that she hardly ever drank any water. She was drinking mostly diet drinks. So she started really working on that, and immediately her sleep quality improved. She was just blown away by that. And um, I'm actually still working with her 10 years later. Um, a lot of my clients take long breaks in between, you know, little chunks of therapy. But um, she said that when she started drinking water, it helped her in a lot of ways, but one of the biggest was sleep. Number three, am I fueling my body with healthy foods? And then this is actually more than one question, but it all relates to nutrition. So am I limiting toxic substances like alcohol and sugar? And I think it's important for people to be aware of, are they fueling their body with healthy things and not empty foods that offer no nutritional value? I have had several clients over the years that had little meltdowns or breakdowns and later realized that they just hadn't been eating enough. And, um, in many cases, they weren't trying to restrict food. They weren't dealing with eating disorders. They just really weren't being very careful or mindful of what they were kind of consuming. And sometimes it just wasn't enough or it was just not nutritious. So um, let's see what else. Another big topic is sugar. So being aware of the amount of allowed sugar in your diet is really important. Um, I have lots of unhealthy habits, but one of my healthy habits is trying not to drink sugary drinks. And I have always had my kids basically just choose between water and milk when they're at home. I don't buy fruit juice and we rarely buy like soft drinks. Um, maybe when we're out eating pizza or something, we might have a soft drink, but I think a lot of people are unaware of how much sugar they're actually ingesting. And if you Google it, the advice for children and women is 25 grams a day. And even just one can of Coke has 39 grams of Coke per day. I can remember a teacher in high school who lost 50 pounds and we asked her how she was dieting. And she said, I just stopped drinking Coke. So you know, if your kids realize that 25 grams a day of sugar is really all you should add, that might help them think differently. Like, do I want dessert today or do I want a soft drink? So um, 
even a can of orange juice contains 21 grams of sugar, even though that is natural sugar. So, um, okay, I think that's most of what I have written down here. Uh, men are allowed to have more than um, women as far as sugar. One place I read was 37.5 grams a day. Another place was more like 50 grams. But the point is just be aware of it. Um, alcohol has huge, huge effects on mental health and sleep. I have talked to many people over the years about how drinking can cause insomnia. Um, most people, when they drink, they fall asleep pretty quickly, but then they have insomnia. And I have even experienced this um, with shocking reliability, um, just, you know, drinking more than one drink, I may have like insomnia for two hours in the middle of the night. So, um, and if you Google, people have a joke about hangovers and they call it hangxiety. Um, but if you Google people's stories about having more anxiety or depression after drinking, it's very, it's a very big connection and very, concerning. So um, be very careful about that as well. So this question is really just about limiting anything toxic and making sure you're getting what your body needs. The next question relates to nutrition as well. Am I getting enough of the vitamins and supplements that impact mental health? Four of the really big ones are omega-3s such as fish oil or flaxseed oil, vitamin B12, which impacts energy, vitamin D3, which impacts mood and helps your immune system, and then magnesium. And I have read that 70% of the population is low on vitamin D3, and especially in the winter months when the sun is not out as much, and 50% of the population is low on magnesium. So I have a really cool and interesting story about a client in his mid-30s who was already taking an ADD medication. He had ADD, as I also do. And he was also on an antidepressant and they were helping him a bit. He had also been taking vitamin D3 at my urging, but he kept forgetting to take vitamin B12, even though he had bought some. <clears throat> so he finally started taking the vitamin B12 and all of his friends started noticing that he seemed more energetic and more happy. And I noticed he seemed more chatty and energetic when I saw him. And when I commented on it, he said, I finally started remembering to take my vitamin B12. So I thought that was really interesting that more people noticed a change in him with the B12 than they did with his antidepressant or his D3 or his um, ADD medication. And it turns out his recent lab work had indicated that he was at the very low end of the scale for vitamin B. So it made a lot of sense. Um, I also had a friend a few years ago that said to me, I'm going to need to get on an antidepressant. I'm just not feeling good. And I said, why don't you try taking vitamin B12 and vitamin D3 and just make sure that you're not low on those before you get on an antidepressant. She had been on them before and she started taking them both and she noticed a big difference within a few days. 
Um, I don't think it was ever clear which one was helping her or if it was both, but it definitely made a drastic difference. So, okay, on to the next one. Do I have a sense of purpose? Do I feel productive? Am I in a soul-destroying job? So um, this one relates to just fulfillment, productivity, purpose. I heard a statistic once that most people die within 18 months of losing their sense of purpose. That really struck me and hit me when I heard that. Um, So, you know, how can we make our jobs better and healthier or our lives more fulfilling? How can we find a sense of purpose and use our gifts, even if it's not your work? That was a cool epiphany for me at one point. I was reading a book about careers and calling, and the book was saying that your calling doesn't have to be your job. You may find some hobbies or some volunteer work or some ways to just impact people in the world that have nothing to do with your work. So I think that we really all want to make a difference and be valued and make a contribution. And we are all gifted. Hopefully you hear that over and over in my podcast is, you know, if you don't think that you have a lot to offer people and to offer the world, then you really don't know yourself well enough and you need to delve in and explore that because I guarantee you that you have many, many gifts. Okay. Number six, treat yourself well. We are in a relationship with ourselves, whether we realize it or not. Are we relaxing enough? Are you making time for hobbies and fun? We all need to make time for relaxation, rest, fun, etc. So I know a surprising number of people, and I'm sure you do too, um, who really just don't make time to relax, don't make time for hobbies, and that's just not healthy. So even if you have to put it on your to-do list, if you're that type A, just put it on your list. Um, I've got to relax. I've got to have hobbies. I've got to have fun. That's part of being balanced. Let's see. Did I? Yeah. It's, it's interesting to think about some people really need to be more productive and some people need to relax more. And it can sound strange sometimes to say, I'm not going to feel happy if I'm not productive, but I think deep down people want to feel rewarded by a sense of accomplishment. And sometimes I tell people, try to do like three small things within the first hour of getting up and then you have a sense of accomplishment. Like I've already done three chores or three useful things, three valuable habits, whether that be exercise, reading a book, unloading the dishwasher, making your bed, um, you know, getting some work done. It feels really good to have a sense of accomplishment early in your day, even if it's small. Um, Okay, so on to the next one. Exercise. Are you exercising at least five times a week, even if it's just a 30 minute walk? You could Google the benefits of exercise, specifically like A neuroscientist did a great little podcast or YouTube on the benefits of exercise. Her name is Wendy Suzuki. Um, 
And the brain health impact is just unbelievable with exercise. So it's not just for calorie burning or weight loss or anything like that. It is good for your mental health. Um, I heard another statistic that said that anyone who walks 30 minutes a day will never get diabetes type 2. As you probably know, a lot of People put on weight as they get a little older, and if you get beyond a certain point, you can develop diabetes type 2. So um, any kind of exercise and movement is really good for you and really important. All right, last question. Do I have enough social support and connection? Am I opening up to people? Do I have healthy people in my life? We need to limit our time with toxic people, whether that be family members, romantic partners, friends, coworkers, et cetera. Surround yourself with people who treat you kindly and respectfully. So, you know, really valuing time with people, connection, we all need that. So um, when you look through those eight kind of topics and you notice things that you're not doing, that could be one of the reasons you're not feeling good. We're actually not meant to feel great if we're not eating right, not sleeping enough, not exercising enough, not getting enough water. We don't have the right nutrients and supplements and things like that. If we're not having a sense of purpose and um, connection and all that. So, um, all right, two last things to help you remember. So sometimes when someone is taking care of a a baby or a newborn and they're trying to figure out what's wrong when the baby is crying, they have an acronym called HALT. And that stands for, is the baby hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? So I have been trying to come up with an acronym to help people remember all these topics that I, um, and categories that I just talked about. And I have settled on one that is spends, like spending time. So S-P-E-N-D-S, and I'll just review them really quick. S for sleep, healthy sleep habits. Also avoiding caffeine is one thing I forgot to mention. But if you do look through healthy sleep habits, you'll see all those things um, and advice about caffeine and electronics and keeping your room dark and all that stuff. Um, P stands for productive. Like I said, purpose and accomplishment. E stands for exercise. Are you active? N for nutrition. And that included all those categories of, are you eating right? Are you limiting toxic substances? Are you getting the vitamins and supplements, drinking enough water and all that? D is for downtime, relaxation, hobbies, fun, meditation, Um, spiritual practice, and then S is for social time and connection with healthy, supportive people. So please think about all this. And if you notice that something is missing, then work on that. Maybe you'll feel better. See you next time. Have a great day. 